I mean, I love Jackson. It, it's uh, it's an interesting community. I mean, I think it's it is a small town, but it's it's big enough that you you've got access to amenities and things that you, you usually wouldn't find in a, in a city the size of Jackson. It's it's a regional hub for almost four hundred thousand people. Something that's been really cool about you know growing up in Jackson and, and then through the co as well is that it's a community where you if you've got a good idea you can you can make it flourish pretty quickly here. That's Ben Ferguson. He's co-founder of The Co, an entrepreneur center in Jackson, Tennessee. Ben, along with The Co's executive director, Lisa Garner, joins us to share some of the exciting stories about the work they're doing to support entrepreneurs and creatives in West Tennessee. You're listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a podcast powered by Launch Tennessee, dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. I'm your host, Clark Buckner. Launch Tennessee is a public-private partnership with this simple vision. Make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. This season, you'll get an up-close look at how the statewide Launch Tennessee network and boots-on-the-ground startups build Tennessee. In this episode, Ben and Lisa describe how the Co. is fostering innovation and celebrating Jackson's unique community with projects like Our Jackson Home and Dev Catalyst. They also share some success stories of entrepreneurs who worked with the Co. to build thriving businesses and are now giving back to other young business owners. To learn more about Tennessee's statewide network of resources, visit launchtn.org slash buildtn. Now, let's jump in. Well, hello, uh, my name is Ben Ferguson. I'm CEO and one of the co-founders of The Co. Uh, I'm also the president of Personnel Placements Holdings, uh, a staffing company based in Jackson, Tennessee. And uh, uh, from Jackson, born and raised, and uh, I'm proud to call Jackson home. Hey, I'm Lisa Garner. I'm the executive director at The Co. based in Jackson as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time, both of you, for jumping on here to talk a little about the co and and the community in Jackson and talking a little about the entrepreneurial innovations that have been happening over the years. I can't wait to hear not only about the history, but also looking at what the future holds with the community and the entrepreneurial endeavors and, and all of the above. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. We're glad to be here. How about we start off from the beginning? How did this start? How did the idea come to be? And then we'll talk a little about a couple stories and a couple examples of the entrepreneurs that have received support and, and some of the programs that you offer and just the general impact that you've seen over the years. Sure, sure. I guess, uh, you know, really kind of thinking back, it all started over tacos on on Thursday. So it wasn't Taco Tuesday, but Taco Thursday. Right. and. We had uh, at the time there were five uh, at the time five guys that, that all had our own businesses, uh, and we'd just get together on Thursdays and and kind of all were in different sectors, all had different talents, but really enjoyed the ability to get together and kind of brainstorm together, and and that was kind of the impetus of, of where the co started was was just the enjoyment of those kind of meetings, the value it provided to us as business owners and, and entrepreneurs, and and just the thought process of that if we could take that that kind of uh, seed and, and, and bring in more people, talented people, creative people, 
uh, and give them a place to kind of hold those same kind of meetings, uh, we felt like that that would be a positive for our community. And so it it started with that simple of an idea, and then it, it really kind of grew from from there into uh, what what the co is today, and through a lot of talented people and um, and just kind of the the community seeing the value in what we do. So Lisa, how did you get plugged into all of this? Yeah, I got plugged in really early on. So basically, Ben mentioned those five guys kind of getting together. They all had businesses that they were running. So they knew when this was getting started that other people were going to be part of the day-to-day running of the co. And so I kind of got in really early on. And um, me and one other staff member were the two full-timers. Dan Drogosh is still a part of our team. And an amazing asset for us still now. Um, So the two of us really got things going. And by got things going, I mean that the first two months we're brainstorming in an old building in our downtown about what this whole thing was going to be. So thinking through what events and what programs we would offer, um, we pretty quickly moved into the building that we're in now which is about 10,000 square feet. It's um, a great size for us. It provides co-working space, a maker space, event space, and conference rooms. And so we were just dreaming about, you know, what could we do to fill it? And I think the first event that we actually had was before we were even fully like set up in the space. It was a coding camp for girls. And so we had like middle school girls in there to code. And it just felt really cool that that was kind of one of the first things that we did in the space. Um, so yeah, so I, I got plugged in, like I said, pretty early on, I do a lot of different community organizing things. I have my own business. Um, so it felt pretty natural to be a part of, um, starting and really continuing this community in the area. What's your business? So my business is Garner Blue. It's a line of textiles and accessories that is all dyed with natural indigo. So like scarves and pillows. I have a retail shop here in Jackson um, with a studio that I work out of as well. So that's all on the side. Um, but but yeah, I'm, I'm in there doing that business. And so it's it's been great with programs and different things that we run at the Cove for me to say that you know, I know what this is like. I actually started that business just a couple months before I started at the Co. So it's kind of been growing this whole time and gaining momentum and just um, opened the larger retail shop in January. So it's been really neat to like work alongside people and say, like, I know what you're doing. I've been thinking through these same things myself, you know. That theme of not going it alone and having a community, not only directly beside you and and no longer being alone in the garage or you know tinkering at home but being in a community and being plugged into the statewide network you know that's more important than ever having people around you so i would love to maybe next learn about maybe some of the entrepreneurs that have been in the community there in jackson and been able to you know from that support from from the organization but also from each other maybe some of the some of the case studies or some of the examples that come to mind. I know there are so many entrepreneurs and it's so tough to just pick one or two, but what are a couple that you would maybe want to mention here that just show the, the progress and some of the exciting things that they've been working on? Sure. Lisa, you, you want to take maybe, I don't know, Jackson escape rooms and and I can talk about maybe Adelsberger marketing. Sounds great. So Jackson escape rooms, they're, um, they're really, it's, uh, two couples that kind of own that business. It was neat. So they're some friends personally, but they came to us and they were a part of our co-starters program. The um, wife has her MBA, but it was a total different thing once they got into actually running the business themselves. And they sort of accidentally stumbled upon 
this escape room thing, you know, several years ago when it was just starting to be popular. And they accidentally, I say, because they, they just planned this pop-up event and it just, it was so popular that they kind of couldn't not turn it into a business. Um, so they went through our co-starters program and really, I think even more than the program, it's the community that they found through all of us at the co. There were so many different things that they ran up against as they were getting started. I mean, everything from like fire codes to not realizing they needed to collect sales tax on the front end and just some crazy, you know, some different things they learned along the way. And really their business has grown. They had expanded to Murfreesboro and escape rooms in Texas. And now they've since sold some parts of that business as well. So um, they've just, they've done an amazing job growing it. And I mean, they've used so many different elements of our space from the maker space to actually create components for the rooms to, you know, just powwows with board members. And actually Beth Wilson is now on our board. So that's been kind of neat to sort of see them through and then now have Beth be with us in that capacity. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for sharing. How about you, Ben? What comes to your mind? Yeah, I, I kind of always go to a default one because it was, it, 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 depending on who you ask, it was either member number one or member number two at the Co. But his name is Kevin Adelsberger. And uh, you know, he, he was at a nonprofit in a, in a marketing capacity and just was at a place in life where he wanted to to try something different. And so... The co kind of came online almost at the perfect time for him because he needed to kind of tiptoe into this. He was still working part time and then, uh, you know, through the co was able to get over uh, and kind of start his own uh, kind of creative agency. And, you know, at that time, it it gave him the flexibility to not, you know, burn through a lot of capital because he had a, a nice space he could work out of. He could handle client meetings, could do all those things, utilizing kind of the assets of the co, but then also had you know, a network of people that he could build his brand with and, and bounce ideas off of and and just really got to watch him grow that process to where now he's probably one of the uh, the top uh, agencies in our area and, and does a lot of really good work, but also is hired uh, now, I think probably has a, a staff of, you know, five or six employees and, and has done really well with his business, has taken on, you know, an equity investment, just really doing great things with, with his his work. And so that's been fun to watch him go from, you know, a, a very unsure entrepreneur into something where he is, uh, he is, you know, really doing well with his company uh, and also helping other young entrepreneurs as, as they come into the space. And Kevin is actually now on our board as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it makes sense. And there's like this, you know, life cycle where entrepreneurs will get support. We see this across the state and, and all the different entrepreneur centers. They get support and they end up, you know, finding ways how they can pay it forward and keep engaged with the next generation of entrepreneurs. So earlier, you both were talking about some of the initiatives and, and programs that you all do. I know there's the co-working space, there's the maker space. I'd love to hear more about some of the projects and some of the initiatives that you have. And I'm excited especially to talk about our Jackson home, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you know, maybe a couple of programs that, that we we're extremely proud of. Uh, you know, one that really started at the beginning of, of the co was one uh, a program called Dev Catalyst, and so this is a program that we partnered with uh, the with the chamber locally and then several uh, sponsors to to provide you know coding education to high school students throughout uh, West Tennessee to start with, and now throughout the state, and really focused on trying to reach students that did not have access to these kind of resources. And so, you know, we started with our public schools, our rural schools, 
And, uh, you know, Jackson is, uh, is, has, you know, fiber to the home and has had it for well over a decade. And, and so we've got this huge community asset that we were never able to really take advantage of because of the workforce that they could utilize. It really wasn't, we didn't have those skill sets developed here. And so, uh, you know, our thought was that the, the, the technical education was something that, that anybody could learn given the, the access to that information. And so, uh, we partnered with a company called Treehouse to provide the curriculum, uh, worked with the public school systems and, and were able to implement it at the high school level. And, you know, since that time, we, we've now had thousands of students go through that program and, and have taken, uh, you know, one of the, the neat aspects of that program is through the sponsors, we were able to take usually about the top 20% of the, the or top 5% of the students, which was about 20 students per year the last couple of years, uh, take them all expenses paid out to Silicon Valley and, and go visit companies like Facebook and Google and LinkedIn and, and, and all of those kind of companies and let these students that are coming, you know, from, from rural West Tennessee, go see the, the opportunity that exists in, in that career field. And so, you know, when you take 20 students out to, to Silicon Valley and half have never been on a plane, a third have never left the state, and they get to see, you know, what opportunity lies ahead of them if they can master these skill sets, it's been transformative. And so we've got, you know, students, you know, across the country that that, that have now been through that program, gone on and, and pursued computer science degrees and are now, you know, just now exiting and starting their own companies. And it's it's really exciting to see that kind of full life cycle that that, that program's had with some of these kids. This is a really cool program. So, Lisa, anything you want to add on this, whether it's examples or, or any other stories that come to mind? Yeah. So the program, um, you know, keep in mind, basically, students are starting in it when they're pretty young. So they could be freshmen when they start in the program. So really, we're just now starting to see some of the students that are graduating, finding jobs, starting some of their own. And so Lyric Abbott is like a very specific example, um, but of a student that has actually started her own marketing business she kind of had an art emphasis when she went to our Dev Catalyst program years ago, and she was actually one of the students we took to San Francisco. She majorly excelled in the program, but she kind of told us, you know, I'm really, really more interested in the art aspect. And so it's been cool because now since she's graduated, she's started, like I said, started her own company, this marketing business, where in, in addition to graphic design, She's also able to offer web design. It's been cool. We recently reconnected with her to do a blog post about her and just hearing more about how as she was getting into it and realized that she really she had these coding skills that she kind of hadn't used since high school. And but knowing that and it was like muscle memory sort of bringing it back as she was able to add web design to what she's offering was pretty cool. There's another student, Tai Wong Nance. He graduated, I guess, two years ago, and he's been able to get some really amazing internships like with NASA, a different like a software development company this summer. But it's just been cool that that San Francisco trip that Ben talked about is so neat, really to broaden their horizons about what's available, but it also really helps us to get to know them better and helps us. It's We stay in touch with them better. We can hear what's going on with them. They see us as, you know, a group that they want to stay connected with, whether it's for internships in the future or just to tell us what's going on because they know that we are cheerleaders for them. We're really excited about what they're doing. So it's been cool to stay in touch with those students and hear about some of the awesome stuff that they're doing and, and hopefully, you know, bring that tech talent back to Tennessee. Thanks for sharing that. I would love to jump to another program, another example of what you all been working on. So I understand it's called Driving Innovation. So what is that and, and how does that work? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's a program, again, we, we, we serve Jackson, Tennessee and, and 
and really West Tennessee uh, through through our partnership with Launch Tennessee. And you know, when you start thinking about all of those communities, there's a lot of really small rural communities. And as we thought through, how can we really help entrepreneurs in, in those areas? It wasn't reasonable to ask them to drive an hour or an hour and a half into Jackson every time they wanted some some help or mentoring or resources. And so, you know, our thought was, can we bring those things to them? It didn't necessarily make sense. I always put, you know, a brick and mortar co-working space in every community throughout West Tennessee, but it, it might make some sense if we can do uh, kind of targeted trips into these communities and bring the resources that, that those entrepreneurs need. And so from that idea, we, we went out and bought uh, an RV and, and the actual, the, the prototype was actually an old, school bus and we had, we kind of outfitted it and turned it into a, a coding lab and a 3d printing studio and, and had several other options with it and you know through that we were able to to kind of showcase that the state got on board and uh through the department of economic and community development allowed us to build three rvs that, that go out throughout the state one focused on uh, you know the developing the pipeline and so we put a stem lab together that we take in the to elementary and middle schools throughout the state and explain kind of what these technologies are, what companies they are, that are in the state that are using these technologies and, you know, how they might pursue those as, as careers. And the second is working with entrepreneurs and small business owners and taking, you know, different workshops and resources and mentoring out on the road. As a rural community, you know, how do you ensure your long-term viability and how do you attract, you know, new people? Uh, new new populace and and what are the things you can do to to highlight your community its strengths its weaknesses and and kind of work through those things to figure out you know how do you attract tourism dollars how do you attract entrepreneurs how do you help build a, a landscape so that entrepreneurs can thrive you know in your community what are the resources they need to be able to be effective and so you know, those three different platforms we feel like we've been able to take some really great resources and assets out to these rural communities throughout the state of Tennessee Thanks for sharing that, Ben. So this brings us to another program that I'm, I know I'm really interested in also learning about. There's so many good things y'all are doing, but our Jackson home, Lisa, could you start us off here on, on what that is and why that's been an important project? Yeah. So our Jackson home actually started as a podcast. A couple of guys in the community started it and through some different events, we ended up sort of taking the project on as the co and um, was a journal was added. So an actual like physical publication and then a blog as well. It's really been transformed over the years, but the crux of our Jackson home is really just to celebrate the people and the stories in our community. You know, those, those kind of hidden gems of things, whether it's like a post office worker or, you know, just all those, all those things of people that are maybe not celebrated or the stories not told regularly in your paper. It's not a news publication. So it's really just featuring different things, whether that's poetry or a photo essay or, or anything like that. And it's been really amazing to kind of see people latch onto that, see them get excited about that. I think it's grown community pride in a way that we really wouldn't have even expected when we first started. And it's been neat and seeing some of the momentum. So some of the things that our Jackson Home working on right now is like a mural project in the community, pulling together. So we every year we do a, a festival that's like a porch festival for musicians. And of course, this year it's going to be a little bit different. So it will be more of like a drive-in for that. So it's just been neat to see the way that the organization really is celebrating all those different aspects of people in our community. I love how it has such a focus on that whole community that you just mentioned. And it's 
seems to be wider and deeper than just, you know, entrepreneurial projects. It's really the full fabric. I think it's really unique to highlight as far as what we're seeing across the whole state. I, this just, to me, really stood out as a really special project and it is celebrating your home there in Jackson. And I know, again, there's a lot of interesting and fun and special things about the city, but what are some of the things that come to your mind of that hometown pride that you both have? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that to me, I, I mean, I love Jackson. It, it's uh, it's an interesting community. I mean, I think it's it is a small town, but it's it's big enough that you you've got access to amenities and things that you you usually wouldn't find in a, in a city the size of Jackson. It's it's a regional hub for almost four hundred thousand people, so you've got all of these different things to service that that group. You've got world class healthcare, but you've got cost of living that that I would put up against anything. I mean, it's uh, it's it's amazing the quality of life you can find here, um, and have re- and have access to all of the other amenities you might want with with Nashville being an hour and a half to the east and Memphis an hour to the west you're kind of uh, right in the middle of, of two you know really interesting and, and dynamic markets uh, but you can come in Jackson and, and live and, and have a great life for uh, a lot less than what it costs you to live in those cities but you, you also have you know I think to me that the coolest thing about Jackson is it's still small enough where if there's something in the community that, that you don't feel is, is working to the best of it, to the best benefit of the, the constituents here, all you have to do is get involved. There, there's no, there's no big barriers here. There's no huge barriers to entry for, for somebody to get involved with a community project and, and see it through. I mean, I, I think that to me has been something that's been really cool about, you know, growing up in Jackson and, and then through the co as well is that it's a community where you, if you've got a good idea, you can, you can make it flourish pretty quickly here. That's great. And Lisa, would you want to jump in on anything, any uh, any of your reasons why you love it? Yeah, I mean, I think I would second a lot of that stuff for sure. I think that there are things like whenever I talk to people that aren't from Jackson and they're like, well, tell me about Jackson. And I'm like, do you have a second to like look at this social media feed for our Jackson home? Honestly, it's kind of funny how much I end up bringing it up. And they're just like, well, these are just like really normal people or really normal things. And I'm like, that's Jackson, you know, <laughs> like, um, we're just kind of a lot of really normal people. But, but yeah, I think our Jackson home actually does like a really great job of telling our community and reminding us about some of the great things in the, that are going on in the community. But yeah, I think that same thing that Ben mentioned, the barrier to entry seems fairly low. We have a lot of community organizations, whether it's like us at the Co, um, the chamber, even government officials. Um, we have a new mayor that's awesome, but we have a, a lot of people that are really eager to hear what the community is wanting um, so that we can, That's a, I mean, at the Co, that's kind of a lot of what we're doing is like, what do you need and how can we help, you know? That's great. And it's just like we started this conversation off. So much of it is about bringing all of those pieces and corners together. It's not only within those 10,000 square feet, but it's also across the entire city and all the partners. So I would love to just wrap up here with how can someone get involved? How can someone come in? How can someone engage online? What are some of the different options to, to, to jump in to the co? Yeah. So there's a few different ways. Um, our website is at theco.com and they can go there. They can fill out a form like to do a wayfinding meeting so we can kind of just figure out like what's next for them and their business. 
they can pop in and just kind of see what we're about. We love to give tours and just show people what we're doing and how they could potentially interact with our physical space as well as tell them about programs that they might plug into. So yeah, the the wayfinding meeting and then they could just fill in a form on our website and, and kind of go from there as well. Excellent. Well, thank you so much to both of you for taking the time and I'm looking forward to keeping the conversation going. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast for entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. Launch Tennessee has received national recognition for statewide collaboration, an innovative economy, and stakeholder diversity. And that's because of amazing folks like yourself who are contributing to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. To join the conversation, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LaunchTN and visit launchtn.org buildtn to learn more about Tennessee's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we'll see you soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.